Hello and welcome to episode 131 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? All right, yeah, not bad. Good, good. We are back again, back with any cinema release. Uh, what is this, our second of the year now? Um, Maybe. Yeah, because it was Glass, wasn't it? Was the only other one, the, which was fantastic. Um, so hopefully it will be as good as Glass was. So yeah, we are going to be talking about Escape Room. Uh, came out, what, a few weeks ago worldwide? Um, no one knows. It could have been out on Netflix for a while. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I think it's it unclear. was. I think technically this movie came out like two years ago, but who knows? I think it's a 2012 release. Yeah, probably. I mean, that would explain a lot, uh, but we will get into <laughs> it. Um, but before that, we will go into the news. Um, not as much sort of this week as last week where we had the real bumper news not, section. Not possible to be as much as last yeah. week. Yeah. There was a lot of really awesome stuff. There's just a few small things, really. We thought about doing a standalone episode for last week's news. (laughs) Yeah, we easily could have, um, because I feel like we glossed over some of that stuff that was really (laughs) cool. Um, But, uh, yeah, just a a few things here. Sort of start with a couple that um, tie into, obviously, the Super Bowl was last week, and obviously with the Super Bowl comes the new trailers and the new teasers. um, And the kind of the two, really, that stand out, the kind of horror-themed ones. Um, This first one's really nice, because I wasn't expecting this, which is uh, that we got a sort of short teaser for the Twilight Zone. Mm. Um, We obviously talked about it uh, a few weeks back, but, yeah, it was our first time seeing sort of Jordan in the role as sort of host of the show. Um, I don't know if you saw this one or not. Um, it's it's pretty cool because he's he's basically walking around this like giant empty like American football stadium, um, and and talking and sort of yeah he's got the look he's got the voice he kind of has this look on his face like hell yeah I'm bringing back the Twilight Zone. Um, I really enjoyed it and it definitely set the tone of like man I cannot wait for this show. Um, oh, it's pure hype. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, April first. It's very, very close indeed. Um, the cool, the next man. one was really cool as well because this was one that kind of they they shoot a bunch of really short trailers throughout the Super Bowl, um, and it was for scary stories to tell in the dark. Mm. Um, so there was about sort of five or six like thirty second sort of little teasers of a, a bunch of the stories that are going to be in the movie. Yeah, I didn't um, watch those. <clears throat> No, I haven't seen it either. I saw like the poster and the artwork and, and it got a really good reception. People saying that it freaked out people. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the monster design and stuff looks really cool. Um, it was cool. It reminds me obviously of like ghost stories from last year, like a US version of that. Because yeah. obviously we got those really cool ghost stories trailers where we got like a trailer for each segment that was awesome. Yeah, is exactly. It's really cool. So, and yeah, August yeah. 9th for that one. So. It's good to see because cause obviously when I spoke about that in our upcoming list, um, the it, it was unclear which way they were going to go whether it was going to be like pg or more kind of r-rated and it seems like it's gone more more down the r line which is good mm. um because because yeah was, was it like the directors oh, it was something like the directors had done something really horror and then but the writers had done like comedies ever since like constant comedy so it was unclear which route it was going to be yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it looks very much horror yeah, though, hopefully yeah. um I hope so. it sounds really cool but yeah looking forward to that one um, this next one was kind of a little bit interesting, really. It was it was basically um, to do with Scream Queens, um, which I absolutely loved. I, you never watched Scream Queens, did you? Nah. Um, so obviously it was Ryan Murphy created it, of course, creator of American Horror Story as well. And um, he, he basically teased on Instagram about potentially reviving Scream Queens. Uh, oh, that's very hard to say. Scream Queens. Two, two, two seasons or three? Uh, just the two, I believe. Two. Um yeah. 
and yeah, they kind of took a lot of the cast because obviously uh, Emma Roberts was in it. It was where kind of um, Billy Lord was before she came over to American Horror Story. Um, but it was so so fantastic. And um, yeah, he Jamie just into of- American Horror Story. That's what I say. <laughs> yeah, that would be she. Oh, she was so goddamn good mm. in Screen Queens. Um, but yeah, he basically said, uh, you know, people have been asking me about rebooting or continue it. And then he said that um, Emma, Billy and Leah have all talked about it and want to do it. Question is, should it be six episode limited, a catch up movie? Uh, who should I bring back? Would love your thoughts. So I feel like he's the fact that he's kind of putting it out there makes me think that it's definitely, you know, potentially going to happen. Um, definitely potentially. I think, Nailed on 2019. <laughs> that is a Rob Zombie <laughs> quote right there. Um, it's definitely potentially I think that, finished filming. <laughs> it's on blue exactly um the thing i think is really interesting is uh ryan signed like this crazy deal with netflix a few years back um this isn't part of this story but i remember this year but yeah it was kind of like he'd basically signed like a lifetime deal to be like right now going forward you're going to be the netflix guy you're going to make like six new shows all these different movies and i I don't know if any of that stuff's actually come out yet i'll have to look it up um because it was kind of the back of american crime story and american horror story and obviously glee back in the day and scream queen so He's, he's a very, very busy man. And yeah, like if he's got all these, you know, projects that he needs for Netflix, mm. I think Screen Queens is actually perfect for that. So fingers crossed on that one. Um, <coughs> but yeah, th- this next one is really interesting as well. We kind of talked about uh, Lee Winnell last week <laughs> yeah, with the exciting news that he was going to be sort of bringing back the Invisible Man um, as part of this sort of uh, the remaking of the Universal Monster movies. Um, this news story, I don't find as interesting. I don't know if mm. you saw this or not, um, but basically he is in talks to be writing the Escape from New York remake. Um, yeah, you're not down for that? Yeah. No, I'm really, I'm really not. I mean, as as you've just recently watched the movie, I've like... recently watched it. It is goddamn incredible. Um, even though I would love, you know, if they're gonna do it, they have to put his son in it. Like, like that's the only way it works. Oh, that's exactly what um, I was gonna say. Like, surely his son playing the playing Pliskin, yeah. like it's it's perfect. <laughs> Like, that would be interesting for sure. If they said, you know, we're going to be doing it and Wyatt is attached, you know, to Star of Snake, that would that is the only thing that would get me interested because right now I couldn't yeah. be further away from being interested in this. Um, especially the fact that it's, it's Lee as well. Like, he seems super busy and he was really hyped for this Invisible Man thing. You know, he'd been teasing it on Twitter for a while saying that he knew his next project, but he couldn't talk about it. Then it broke. He seemed really happy about it. Everyone was kind of congratulating on it. And then just like less than a week later, we had this news. Yeah, and he... And he- he was he was part of the conversation wasn't he he was kind of referencing this movie as well like it doesn't seem like this is just bs because mm. the original thing i saw was just like oh lee's in talks with it and then he was like at replying it or whatever like mm. talking about it so it seems like this is a real thing as well and yeah you wonder kind of um whether you know he's, he's going to get a bit burnt out doing both yeah for sure so yeah we'll just see about this one but yeah i, I hope that it's uh he's just going to concentrate on his other project because this is not something i need right now um mm-hmm. yeah i'm not down no um this next one is also another update on, on a new story from last week where we knew about obviously edgar wright's next movie um mm. which was going to be a psychological horror movie Hell yeah. um, we now have a title and lead actress mm. um 
So the title, which we said it was going to be set in Soho, uh, is funny enough called Last Night in Soho. Um, and it will star one horror, uh, a big fan of hers, Anya Taylor-Joy. Hey. Um, I was just which is fantastic news. Saying after the split, uh, the glass episode, like, <laughs> I wonder what she's doing, if she's going to do some more horror. Hell yeah. So, hell yeah. Down for that. Already has, obviously, the witch split in glass behind her, now working on this yeah, as well. She's, always- she's in that uh, X-Men New Mutants as well, isn't she, if that ever comes out. That's <laughs> but yeah i just thought that was really awesome um cannot wait for that obviously it's very you know they haven't even started production yet so this is i imagine like a 2021 release or maybe 2020 um but yeah very exciting news um and then finally uh this one's kind of interesting it's an update on the ted bundy movie mm. which is of course the zach efron one um extremely wicked shockingly evil and vile um kind of had its uh premiere uh, was it sundance i believe recently <laughs> I think so yeah um one of those festivals and uh yeah basically it has now found its its home uh which according to this report is for the u.s rights and some foreign markets uh so unclear if it will be for us um but it will be a netflix movie hell yeah which is very interesting i i'm i didn't expect this i thought this would be a bigger release um but it's i thought this was going to be a weird one you know um kind of one of those um ones that you just didn't really know what the distribution was going to be for a while because you know so we've heard about this movie for a long while and it seemed unclear Mm. what it's going to be what sort of scale it's going to be and stuff um yeah i ended up i did end up watching the trailer for it in the end i couldn't keep away from it like (laughs) yeah and it is cool like it is cool seeing him and obviously because netflix have just got the big documentary that's dropped like it it kind of makes sense that they've picked this up as well well, what's weird as well is I, I started watching the documentary and um, it straight away said, you know, created by Joe Bergelinger. Mm. And I was like, ah, oh, that's weird. Like, so he's done, you know, the documentary, which for people that don't know, he is primarily a documentary filmmaker. Um, and so it was interesting that, yeah, he did the documentary on Ted Bundy, but then he's also directed this, you know, mm. film as well. And so, yeah, the fact that this was a Netflix movie, it <coughs> definitely paved yeah. the way, of course, for this being a Netflix movie as well. Um, I was excited to see in the trailer that, that, that you get some kills and stuff mm. you know you, you see him actively doing the murders and stuff because i wasn't sure how much of a courtroom drama slash kind of just his regular life it was going to be so i'm glad we go into mm. it because i really want to see zach kind of just pull the reins off and go real crazy yeah. yeah for sure um but yeah that's exciting i wasn't expecting not me neither um but yeah that was the last uh, news story not as much this week but still some nice stuff in there um but yeah, should we talk about this week's film? Let's do it. Let's talk about Escape Room. Oh dear, Escape Room. Escape Room. So uh, this is a Sony flick, I believe. Are we talking about Escape Room 2019 or one of the two Escape Room movies from 2017? Just pick one at random and let's just see if uh, okay. see if it works. <laughs> okay. Um, are, they, are the other ones uh, Sony productions? Oh, I mean, we've made a bad choice. <laughs> the one in 2017 stars Skeet Ulrich. Oh, is that the guy from Scream? Scream, yeah. Nice. Damn it, God we have made it. a bad choice. We made an error, guys. <laughs> yeah. Next week, I mean, we got someone from True Blood, which was nice. But, uh, 
Yeah. Um, but no, Escape Room 2019. Uh, I mean, I guess we talked about this a few weeks ago, kind of mixed hype levels. I hadn't seen the trailer. You had seen the trailer. Um, mm. Wasn't really sure what to make of it. Obviously, people had said that it's kind of got sore vibes going in. Um, yeah. I guess a softer sore would be the best way to describe it. Um, but yeah, I mean, do you want to go into a synopsis for this one? It's a soft core sore. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how I like to call it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, there's some people that have to get out of an escape room. Done. <laughs> I I'm mean, pretty sure that's what the script writer said as yeah. well. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, this, it, it kind of, we, we're introduced to kind of these six characters that are thrown together, kind of completely unconnected. Each of them has a very cheesy backstory where a mentor, <laughs> a co-worker, a family member inevitably says to the character, this weekend, you need to do something out of the box. I think you should probably go somewhere with a bunch of people and try to escape somewhere, you know, you know, do something a bit different. And then suddenly they're like, oh, I might do an escape room. It was mm. it, it was so cheesy. Um, and then, yeah, these characters kind of arrive in the escape room and very early on, or is not what it seems kind of one of the characters has done a lot of escape rooms and kind of tries to reassure them that this is part of it and obviously you're meant to feel like you're under the gamer guy yeah yeah don't even get me started on that um <laughs> you know you, you're meant to you know feel scared and that you're in danger but you never would be and then kind of as they progress it very quickly they realize that this is each room is you know a, a soft core version of a sore death trap where they you know if they don't escape they are going to die mm. and um you know the characters start to get knocked off until you know we get to an ending <laughs> you're like do you ever have that feeling when you're just like mildly a bit too warm like imagine that but just like for ages oh that's hard isn't it yeah or like you know when you're a yeah. bit chilly and you don't like have a coat you know like when you're a bit chilly <laughs> and you only have one jacket yeah you know yeah and you got an ice cube you got a lid it's kind of like those sorts of things it's, <laughs> it's not it's not it's not quite like a swinging pendulum that's going to rip you in half no but you know like you know like sometimes the floor it's not slowly, a pool of, uh, of needles <laughs> no you know like sometimes the floor slowly falls away but you've got multiple <laughs> things that you can hang on for hours <laughs> it's stuff and like also that. the bottom of the floor is like this little ridge area that you can just stand on it's basically a floor <laughs> <laughs> it's a really narrow floor though you know like when you're just standing on yeah. something that's not quite comfortably narrow enough to stand on it's like that you know it's like when you yeah. go an itch and you can't quite scratch it <laughs> yeah imagine that and then you die <laughs> escape room oh man this movie I, I I mean, you can tell from just talking about it that we had a great time watching this film. <laughs> oh, this, yeah, um, this, this movie is a bloody nightmare I, to talk about for this podcast because this, the second we have to get into any sort of serious conversation about this movie, this movie sucks. But mm. when I was in the moment, you know, for, for 70 minutes of this movie, I had a great time. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I didn't like it as a horror movie. I just liked it as a weird thing that I was watching that was, you know, mildly entertaining and yeah, dumb. It's surprisingly <laughs> and unbelievably entertaining. And, and like, I feel like it, yeah. it almost not in the way they wanted it to be. Um, it's not constantly laugh out loud in terms of like, this is terrible. Um, that certainly has its moments, but it's just, it, it just kind of mm. goes really like, like you say, the, the opening scenes are terrible. Yeah. Really yeah. Bad. When we're introduced um, to each of these characters, like, the, I don't the, think I, 
brought home the fact of how cheesy it is that like because because each character that they they don't um sign up to the escape room they end up in getting an invite in the shape of a hellraiser puzzle box and kind of um they solve the box and it gives them the invite to the escape room and that was enough like we could have just been introduced like oh you're the college student that's a bit dorky and and timid to talk in public oh you're the dropout guy you're the successful high flyer like that's do you know what i mean we didn't need this weird conversation where they were like what are you doing this weekend well i don't know really i wish i had some plans with a group of five strangers and and then suddenly the box arrived and and it was it was almost that bad like mm. the, the dialogue you know the the the, me- the school teacher one was the one where yeah. he literally says like this weekend try to you know get out of your own box and escape find some new friends you know and i was like what 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 is what is this um he winked in the camera really, as he walked away right. yeah it really can't be understated because like it's something that's thrown around in movies a lot and and even potentially what for what we see for the show you know in terms of like oh this movie has mm. bad dialogue this movie has bad characters this is like i would say it might be the worst that we've ever seen um it's it's outrageous because you, you know it is like the whole scary movie and scream conversations where it's like oh why are they always running up the stairs instead of out the front door you know that's cheesy and like you know horror movie tropes but you, you horror movie tropes are there to serve a purpose at times you know like every time you every time they go anywhere the cell phone loses signal you know and it's just kind of like well mm. you know if they were just to call the police instantly game over you know and you, you have to kind of let them tropes go but this is just cheesy and bad dialogue for the sake of it it's outrageous well they just it's so poorly delivered um and the, the scene the, the the lines of dialogue are just ridiculous like one of the early parts of the movie is kind of our one of our leads i guess where he's the we should say as well there's like the opening scene of the movie is one of the traps one of the rooms oh yeah I've um, about which, that. which yeah. is really unnecessary it kind of it's it's one of it's a trap with one of the the main six characters mm. so it's not like a saw movie where it's like a random victim yeah it's one of the six and so therefore we kind of know where he ultimately ends up um, oh, we a hundred percent know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's and it's really frustrating because as you're watching other scenes, you're like, well, this wasn't the uh, trap that you were caught in in the opener, so you obviously get exactly. past this one. It, it, I I at least like the that they movie. didn't. Yeah, I, I like that they didn't try and troll his death too much. Like he's yeah. very much in the background of most of the rooms up until that point, um, because it, like you say, it would have been completely pointless. Um, you know, it would have been the bird box effect that we have a few weeks yeah. ago. Um, but yeah, so so that scene in itself was really dull opening. Then you get all these terrible... And it's, it's one of those horror movie ones, you know, like Don't Breathe, where Don't Breathe was an outrageous one, where it's like, what? why did you start like that? There's no need. And like this one, just, just introduce us to the characters in the escape room. We know what we're getting into. We don't need a little little stinger to begin with i don't know why horror movies feel necessary to do that opening scene you know if you've got a a, a crazy opening screen a scene like a scream i don't know why i keep going back to scream but like that makes perfect sense but when you've just got like you know nothing to give uh, as an opening but you want there to be like a little scary opener and they throw this in it's really frustrating well, it's just bad writing at the end of the day because like you yeah. say any of these movies that you say where they just egregiously throw a quote-unquote horror scene at the start of the movie mm. is because they're not bold enough they're not confident enough to just tell the story that they've written and they need to shoehorn mm. it in like the best example of that in terms of the the other way in terms of like 
actually opening with a great horror scene that serves the plot is get I was out. literally going to say that. Because... Uh, yeah, it's like out of the, context, the open scene is really good, creepy yeah. opening scene, and then it comes it's back a, it's, in it's later scary on. It's scary as hell, exactly, and it and it perfectly ties in the story. And obviously, that's like the best written horror movie I'd say that we probably covered for the show. So it's a not mm. I can't expect all movies to be that good, but I would like them to be. Um, but anyway, you know, you, you get all these after the crappy opening scene. You then got all these scenes where, like, say, we've been reintroduced to all these, or I guess introduced to all these characters. And poor writing, Bobby. <laughs> They're, they're woeful these scenes and and so the the two examples like that really stood out for me the, the lead character that we got from the open scene did you have any idea what his name was is it like ben or something uh let's call him ben um but his oh god his backstory right is unbelievable for people who haven't seen this movie so he's just a normal kid he looks like the most normal kid you will ever see in your life right like Annoyingly a what, 17 18 normal, year old yeah, just just so the most bland of <laughs> it. Nothing about him stands out in any way, shape, or form. He works in what seems to be maybe like a grocery store, some sort of store of some kind, because he's at the back of this kind of warehouse and he's like pricing up like tins of food, like cans of food. Um, and so he's basically like, oh, I'm all depressed. Woe is me. And then he speaks to yeah. what is presumably his boss because he asks for like a, basically – a different type of role in the shop so he wants to work yeah, he on wants to work front of kills. shop yeah yeah and the guy says to him man listen that's not a good look we can't have guys like you at the front and the guy and, and ben is basically understanding like yeah that's true and i'm just like what are you saying like there is no shop on this level that would ever say that about some random person that you can't be at the front of our shop like it was utterly ridiculous like, you know if he was to wash his hair he'd be fine like he's a bit of a greaser and other than that like yeah, but like you say, it's, most shot like unless you're working at the high, 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 high yeah. end stuff, which it's, this yeah, is not, not yeah, portrayed that way. It's not like he's way. working at the Hilton and he's just like a bad no. boy in the background, like. Yeah, it's it's a very run of the mill, just any any shop, and so the fact of him to say that, and then the next the scene after that, then this guy who, like I say, presumably is his boss, or at least in 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 charge of him because he's the yeah. one he's asking for this job, sees that he has a bloody hip flask that he's drinking alcohol on the job, and he's yeah. like, "Hey, buddy, don't do that." I was just like, "What? What is going on? Like, how would he not be annoyed at that?" Like, ah, uh, yeah, but you know <sighs> that that hip flask comes back into it later. Exactly, it's the perfect. <laughs> amount of whiskey which so that's an obnoxiously high amount of whiskey <laughs> like i that, feel that like scene... we need to not break it down too much but yeah you're right well yeah i just need to like actually get these off my chest because they were annoying me so much but <laughs> that, that scene was so annoying and then the 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 kind of the businessman guy was just atrocious like his his opening scene where he's like being the douche guy on the on the wireless phone call and he's just like, Hey, you know, trying to be a douche. And once we get to the scene, which again, I have to call it out because it was so bad. The dialogue when he's interacting with the gamer guy, Oh um, my God. And he has this scar on his thumb <laughs> and he's like, you know, he, he shows it off and the guy's like, you know, did you get, how did you get that? And he's like, Oh, I got a hitchhiking, which is clearly a lie. Mm. And then he's like, you know, can you still play video games? And his word for word, quote for quote answer is, no, I'm too busy having sex with adult women. Yeah. Which is supposed to be a dig at this kid. Yeah. And it's like, it's so mind blowingly bad that it took me out of the movie for a good 10 minutes where I was thinking about the person that wrote that line. Yeah. And I couldn't believe that that's what they put in the movie. Now, granted, he is supposed to be a douchebag, but I just couldn't believe that they were like, do they really think anyone would say that? Yeah. But the thing is, he's supposed to be a douchebag, but 
the other characters kind of laugh along at that joke. Yeah, they do. Yeah, it's they, like they he's were, making were, fun of the gamer like, guy. Yeah, they're all like, ha, you got the gamer guy. Yeah. And, you know, whereas if they'd have all been like, the fuck, man, like, yeah. that would have been acceptable then. But yeah, they're all <sighs> like, yeah, nerd. And I yeah, know, so obviously stupid. we're going to take fact- offense to that, but I'm just like, it's I know, outrageous. but it was just, that's pathetic, yeah. Ryan. And, and the, the fact that he says as well, I was too busy having sex with adult women, <laughs> rather than just saying I was too busy having sex with women. Like, I wasn't yeah. assuming you were a pedophile. So, yeah. but now that's all I'm thinking. Now yeah. that you said that, yeah. When you have um, to specify so that, was... that, then probably need to watch out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it exactly. Goes and again, and like he is, like, say he's a weird character because he is a bit of a douche, but he's also pretty much our lead yeah. protagonist. Like he's he's kind of the the guy that gets the most dialogue. He's kind of like the the guy that's taking charge, and he's almost the guy that you'd want to like get behind. And so, yeah, I just thought that was utterly ridiculous. So obviously, like the characters and the dialogue in this movie are, are honestly maybe the worst we've ever seen. Well, because because the girl we're introduced to that's clearly meant to be the lead is almost a mute. Yeah, so you can't get behind her because she doesn't really do anything. Oh, I hate until she inevitably comes out of her shell um you know we talk about because because i think like we're going to rip on this movie a lot because obviously Mm. we need to break it down and talk about it for the show and we have to you know say again we did enjoy it like watching it like i enjoyed watching it but it was in spite of all this crazy dumb shit and then the second you go away and think about it like we have seen a million movies way better than this that we've been really negative on. So then ultimately you've got to be honest about the movie mm. itself. Like, you know, I can imagine people that are just like going to the cinema and they're like, Oh, I want to see a saw movie, but not be as freaked out by the blood. Like they're going to be like completely down for this. So like, Oh yeah, that was fun. <laughs> Gamer guy. And then like, just move on. But like, other than that, this movie does not serve a massive purpose for anyone else. Like the, the escape rooms, were one of the things that like I had a big problem with because they got so elaborate so quickly and I was kind of expecting a lot more of a simplified thing kind of the opening scene was about as elaborate as what I thought it was going to be where like the room is slowly closing in on the guy as he needs to you know it's basically you know the the the, the garbage disposal scene from Star Wars um and like that I was pretty kind of you know, down for on that. But then they go into these rooms. One of them's just like they're they're in the Arctic. They're they're on a frozen lake, and they're they're, they're basically outside in the snow. But they're in an escape room, and I'm just like, that is just way too visually weird for what I expected. You know, I expected them to be these rooms with mechanical devices, not like creating your own internal weather system. Do, do you know what mm. I mean? Like, they were just far too elaborate. Yeah, they were really interesting. Like, uh, obviously, a lot of the... Yeah, they were They were interesting. They just weren't what I expected, and they weren't, like... It's a bold choice, because, like you say, it's not <sighs> just, what you'd just... expect in this movie. And yeah. I kind of dug it. Like, obviously, mm. uh, oh, all the complaints I was saying a minute ago are definitely in the first, you know, the first 15 minutes of the movie. Once the actual game starts... Like... When the escape rooms happen, it's it's more f- it's good then for a while. For, for a little while. Like, I liked the way the first room started, like, in terms of once it actually got going. Once they figured out that there wasn't someone there, and kind of, you know, it actually kicked off, and, and kind of they saw what the actual well, threat I like was... The... Um, that everything they did kind of like 
screwed them further. Yeah, it was cool. Like, like and and definitely the first. I, I guess we shouldn't describe them too much, but um, no. the first three rooms I did think worked quite well. They were um, they were all visually good and and somewhat tense. The second one was ridiculous in the end, but yeah, it was ridiculous, you know, but it kind of worked. And the, I really the, the third room was definitely my favorite. It was the best. Um, even I even I made fun of it. That was the only time when I actually thought the plot was kind of interesting in terms of what they were trying to work out i actually found it a little bit tense which was the only time that was prevalent in the whole movie um and it was yeah it was just visually fun like i liked that scene and and also i think the fact that the main person that was doing the main chunk of work was yeah was the only very good like good actress in this movie um which yeah because everyone else is terrible. yeah it was uh was it deborah i think her name is because i want to give her a shout out because she played amanda uh, yeah um, deborah and wall um yeah Wal- she played amanda and she was like say the only good actress in this movie yeah um, she she was really good i mean you know she's the only one that i'd recognize i'd recognized um uh, i recognize the other guy the, the, the bearded guy. yeah the bearded guy he's um from tucker and dale isn't he yeah uh, yeah, like he's usually all right. Um, um, he, he I mean, really... he wasn't bad. His just character kind of yeah. was, was a bit of a shitty character that was just kind of like a bit of a loser that didn't really, you know, add a lot. It was kind of like mm. our main three, the kind of douchebag, the, the dropout guy and the quiet girl. You know, they are our main three mm. characters and they all suck. And yeah. then kind of the gamer guy was just terribly written and was written in the most terrible stereotype that you can get and then kind of yeah then we're left with with deborah who who was pretty decent like the the character of zoe i thought was just awful i, I didn't yeah. really know what they were going for it was really poorly portrayed on screen it made it seem like the actress was terrible and i don't want to throw under the bus because no. i'm sure it's just the character but it was a weird performance to watch where i didn't really know what they were going no for. and that's that's why it's important to say that like the guy I think he was called Mike, but the truckered guy from from Dale and Tucker. Mm. Like he he, we know he can be good and entertaining and funny. Yeah, and he was kind of none of those things in this. So I think it just shows that it's it, the problem starts with the script and the writing more than the actors. And yeah, you don't want to throw any of them under the bus. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, but yeah, I definitely like overall this movie is not good. Um, but no. like I say I was I was weirdly entertained, and by the end of it, I couldn't stop laughing. Um, like obviously not going to spoil it, but like the last kind of fifteen minutes of this movie just got more and more woeful um and it really went full circle where i wasn't angry at it at all i just thought it was funny i was like this is what you thought was going to be the clever idea to end your movie um i was kind of blown away i mean i wasn't it. mad i was just i was just disappointed <laughs> i was just like shocked yeah, it was outrageous because i was just yeah, like this is i was like this is so convoluted so unnecessary so ridiculous um it just didn't work as an ending at it, all. It um, kind of felt like the end of like battle royale almost. <laughs> like, yeah, but just, just like, like really bad. Like it just was silly and over the top. And I we get we've said this before with a lot of these types of movies is where they are they are hard to end. You know because. Yeah once you kind of get out of the rooms that's the end of the movie and obviously the 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 typical audience goer needs that that explanation needs that kind of what is the next final threat and yeah it's always hard to write that in any sort of interesting way it's just it it didn't happen here either um (laughs) but 
the only other thing I quite liked about this movie, which was really bizarre, was the soundtrack. Um, mm. It was ridiculously over the top and really loud and at times really unnecessary. But I, do, I don't know why. I just dug a lot of the tracks that they used, um, especially early on. I was just kind of. It was, it was good. It had some proper good heavy metal tracks. Yeah, and just a couple of there absolute was... bangers. I was like, yeah, I'd listen to this. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it did have some bangers. Again, as well. in most the, the, movies... the third room had an absolute banging song. Yeah. It was kind of played on loop and it was almost like the trigger yeah. when the song ended you knew that that something was going to happen and, and it happened multiple times and yeah that was brilliant yeah that, yeah definitely give a shout out to that because that was probably one of yeah. the only creative parts of the movie yeah, where they did had use a real, the use of real, sound really well real good soundtrack and yeah there, there was there was a room later on that i had no interest in whatsoever um it involved kind of just two characters and kind of yeah. um them fighting over something so if you've seen the movie you'll know what that is and like that had an absolutely mm. banging song in it that, that was the only thing that got me through because what i was watching was garbage but the music was incredible mm. but yeah it's it's such a weird one because i just think that um you know i just don't know what who, who they were trying to get with this movie do you know what i mean mm. like they're obviously trying to turn this into something uh to go with, you know, almost like a sore and a final destination. Cause it has like quite big final destination vibes in it as well. Mm. And kind of like, it seemed like they were trying to franchise this, but I was like, for who are you trying to franchise it to? Because those two movies that I just said were kind of, they are fundamentally aimed at horror fans, but they knew that they'd get the casual cinema goer if they released it at the right time and got people going on date nights for it. So you got kind of both and you could kind of like annualize it. And, but this doesn't, like I say, it's not going to get the horror fans and you know, maybe it'll get the, the casual ones, but I just don't think you're going to get a franchise at a casual fan. Yeah. It's a weird one. I mean, so this, I just don't really this, know what the hell this they're movie's trying to get. done extremely well. Um, it was only a $9 million mm. budget and it's already made nearly a hundred million. Crazy though. Um, yeah. so what it, it's made 10 times as budget. Oh, year. we're a hundred percent going to see it. Um, and yeah, like what's interesting is going into this, we were both kind of like, this is a great idea. Like we like escape mm. rooms enough. I think that mm. it's a cool idea for a horror thing. You know, it's, it writes itself. Like I imagine it's escape room, but they are actually trying to kill you sort of thing. Yeah. And it was just, this movie went in a weird direction with it. Like I say, cause it was so over the top. Um, it kind of, it worked more than it didn't work for me. Yeah. Um, it was just the, the fundamentals I thought they got wrong. Like the characters and the dialogue was so, but I feel like they went and so, so cheap. they went so big scale already. Like, the, the yeah. second room is, is oh no, is, they can go bigger. <laughs> is almost like the most elaborate thing you can have, and I'm just like, you know, I've I've seen like clips of those other two movies. Remember the ending of this movie? That's all I'll say. <laughs> and I'm like, that's kind of what I expected. More just like, you know, bare bones, like you know, something like out of the Collector or or a Saw movie, you know. Yeah, it'd be hard but, for them to do a sequel, and it'd be like trying to find a code on the bottom of a trinket to put into <laughs> yeah. a safe. Like it wouldn't. Yeah, it's immediately have to be like you're swinging under a volcano. <laughs> Like, yeah, exactly. It's a weird one, isn't it? Um, but yeah, I don't think this movie's good, but I was weirdly entertained by yeah, it. Like, I, I think oh, that there's a I, key in a lion's mouth and you're wearing a steak suit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would have that yeah. made a great trap. Um, <laughs> then the whole, let's just hug a block of ice for 30 minutes. Um, hey, man, that can get real chilly. <laughs> Do you know what hypothermia does to someone? Yeah. It makes you uh, moderately cold until you enter the next room and then you're just fine. Apparently um, not. Apparently not. <laughs> but yeah, what, what, what would you uh, recommend for this movie, I guess? Uh, I, uh, <laughs> watch the trailer, like, <laughs> and see if that entertains you and then maybe watch it. Like, I don't know. 
because uh, I, I had a good time. Like, I can't deny that I had a good time, but this movie also mm. sucks. <laughs> like, yeah. So, it's the I thing. We, we, we usually don't feel this way on movies. No. Um, it's very rare. I, what I will say is that this is not boring, no. and that is the worst thing exactly. about these movies. When you go see Slender Man and these other things, they're so goddamn yeah. dull. Whereas I wasn't looking at my phone, looking yeah. at the time. It, it went along at a nice pace. Um, I wouldn't you recommend you pay money. No. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend you go to the cinema. I would say that once it's either available on demand or even better yet, wait until it's on a service you already pay for. Um so a Netflix I mean there's or one already on a service you pay for. There's already one on Netflix. Just yeah, watch just that check one. that. I, I love how that's our recommendation for a movie we actually <laughs> saw. Is just go watch go watch the other one on Netflix that yeah. we have no idea if it's any good or not. Um yeah, same thing. But no, once, if, if it's once the, this if it's is the one on, with ski in, then fantastic. Yeah. What once this is on an on demand service and you throw it on, I'm sure you have a, like a fun 90 minutes because i did and you won't feel bored um, yeah but, i had a fun 60 minutes yeah 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 definitely kind of the middle 60 yeah the middle 60 <laughs> was great yeah they could it have was easy, re- yeah, it was that's 100 percent true like, like they could have easily shaved off the opening 15 and the closing 15 um yeah like it was it was actually really fun like it's just the, hmm. the those moments it's just the yeah all the other stuff around it really yeah because like you say the moments when it works especially as we highlighted the opening three rooms is fun and there's something there hmm. it's just a shame that there is so much egregiously wrong with this movie and egregiously bad um because when you when you watch a movie that has you know, think about like Saw is obviously the best example where a lot of the movie is mm. characters trapped in rooms trying to figure stuff out. And you can't really say that about any of the sequels, even even like Saw 7, really, where they're not actually either entertaining or like really bad characters with mm. bad dialogue. Like it's all, there's always a standard to it. Like you always actually care about the people. They're always reacting in believable ways. Like it never, it never crosses the line to like parody and like ridiculousness. Um, whereas this, no, well it only, it, it probably only happens with the opening of seven yeah. when you've got the, the, the glass box in that's public. true. That one is laughable, and then uh, you know, uh, but that's kind of like the only one that kind of stands out for me. Where I remember when I watched that, I kind of laughed. Whereas all the other ones, you're in the moment and kind of like tense. Yeah, um, I tried to redo, like block that from my memory, but yeah, um, that, is, I know. that is true. <laughs> it's just sometimes good to, you know, remember the full picture of Saw because my God, that's a journey, guys. Check out our retrospective. Yeah. Listen, there's six goddamn fantastic movies. Let's concentrate on that. Um, one bad one, one okay one. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's our recommendation. Do, do you feel the need to go spoilers with this one? I mean, do you want to talk about the ending? I mean, I, I don't really need to. Like, the movie's no, quite recent. Other than like, the fact that it's the, the movie, yeah, the, um, a spoiler-free talk about the, the, movie, the ending is the ending is just absolutely ridiculous, so over the top, and kind of... <laughs> just kind of made me feel like jesus christ guys like what what were you trying to do like mm. either give me an extra 20 minutes or don't <laughs> give me that at all like yeah do you know what i mean i was somewhat kind of thinking like okay I, it's gone crazy but all right give me another 10 minutes of crazy but like what they ended up doing was yeah. just like oh it's, we're going to make a sequel, guys, and this is what it's going to be. And I'm like, hmm. It was a combination of trying to set up a sequel, trying mm. to do about 10 twists in the space of five minutes. It was really poorly edited, really rushed, and then it just it just left you so unsatisfied. Yeah. And when the credits started rolling, I almost couldn't believe it. Like, you, you probably saw me, but yeah. I was just laughing. Like, I couldn't believe that that's what they actually put 
at the end of a mass worldwide cinema release Sony Pictures movie. I was just like, what? It was it was one of the most out- outrageous endings it's of the ridiculous. movies we've seen. Where yeah, it really it's not like a um, move, you know, where you get like a stinger at the end that kind of leaves it open for a sequel, mm. or you know, kind of like a, a you know a plot line that you think, oh, they could go with that. They literally the movie just hard stops at a scene. Yeah, the 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 is then like building up to a crescendo, and you're like, what? Because like, it's so poorly constructed, yeah, the way it's, it's kind terrible. of shown visually on the screen. Terrible. You have you you're confused. You have no idea what's going on. Then you realize, like, oh, they think they're being clever with this, and they think that they're tying it all together, and they're just mm. not. It's just such a horribly written ending to a movie. Like it really is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's aggressively bad. Yeah, but this movie, man, God, what is so weird? Like when we kind of watched it, we kind of knew, like, oh man, this is going to be a weird conversation for the show because, like, we know this movie sucks, but like, it was weirdly enjoyable. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, like I had a good time. I have a smile on my face when I think about this movie. Yeah, like it's it's not going to hit anything like when i get to year end or anything like that but yeah i had a smile on my face and and got out of it and was like oh yeah and like it gave me more of a smile on my face than some movies that i enjoy much more than this that might be part of the year end discussion do you know what i mean like it was a fun time like it's just when you start to when you break down some movies you start to appreciate them more whereas this one you just you just end up hating yeah (laughs) and i knew that'd be the case like when this is like the the very definition of like a popcorn horror. Yeah, isn't yeah, one hundred percent. You shouldn't overanalyze it at all. Just go in. No, don't think you about probably shouldn't do a movie. podcast on it. <laughs> don't <laughs> think about anything other than the movie for ninety minutes, and then the second the credits hit, don't ever think about it again. Yeah. Just enjoy the ride. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, never hug an ice block. No, definitely not. And definitely don't chuck it at a movie. wall either. Um. But yeah, no, because that was, ice never breaks. No, true story. Definitely. Ice only melts, never <laughs> cracks or breaks. That's what oh, I've learned from this film. Great scene. Great I've scene. I've learned some life lessons. Yeah. Do you know I, what I mean? Please don't take any any lessons in life from this movie, <laughs> from these characters. Well, you know, the, the, the oh, next yeah. time f- the floor has fallen away from me, instead of standing on the ridge, I'm just going to hang on monkey bars until I can't hold any longer. Mm. You know, th- things like that is what I yeah. think I'm going to remember. Yeah, great film. Um, but yeah, that was our discussion of Escape Room. Uh, we'll take a short break and we'll be right back. So yeah, just to sort of uh, briefly close out the show this week, obviously we talked about it last week. We are still in the midst of Resident Evil 2. Um, kind of, uh, I can't remember how... I don't want it to end. No, I can't remember how much I played when we spoke last week. Maybe like... Uh, you'd, you'd, be, you'd be, yeah, you'd beat Scenario A and B. Yeah. And I'd beat Scenario A. Um, so. so I've kind of done a lot of the game since then. <laughs> um, yeah. Sort of beat the fourth survivor mode that you unlock after it. Really enjoyed that. Um, I loved how tough it was. Um, and it was just super enjoyable. Because you've never done that back in the day, have you? I don't think so, no. Well, no, at I- least, I don't know if it was ever crafted this way, because obviously there's so many differences. Um 
Yeah, it's just it was fun though. It yeah, was a lot yeah, of fun. I'm pretty sure um, that is pretty much the same. And like the way you unlock it, it and like everything, starting the sewers yeah. and then you kind of run. Yeah, through you ultimately yeah. end up um, outside the police station in the open, and then get, yeah, you know, get on the helicopter. Yeah, it was a lot of fun though. Like it's really really fun. I almost wish there was more stuff with that. I wish there was challenges involved and different things because once you kind of beat it once, other than beating like your time, it wasn't really a like a. Hopefully. Yeah, there obviously is that stuff, but I like the element of kind of choosing when to fight and when not to, and when to run yeah whereas you obviously don't have that as tofu it's just run <laughs> um hey man tofu's got a knife yeah that's true and he's very skilled at running um but yeah, I, I, I love that mode so much. And then, yeah, kind of the post game playing the, uh, you know, S ranking it on normal first, which was a lot of fun. Um, and then obviously I've just now finished my two hardcore playthroughs. Um, so I beat the game a lot of times at this point. And yeah, I absolutely love it, man. It's, it's so goddamn incredible. Like the gameplay is so strong. Like I think, I think it might be the best playing Resident Evil, mm. um, which is massively good praise for me because i think that four and seven both play incredibly well um and i think this might be my favorite gameplay from a resident evil game um so i think I yeah touched the, the shooting I'd obviously is fantastic yeah it's so good like i think last week when i was mentioning kind of like story and stuff like that <laughs> was when i was kind of more negative on the game but when you just when you break it down to just a gameplay and what you'd want from a resident evil in terms of it being goddamn horrifying and amazingly yeah. fun to play it ticks those boxes like more so than any other game um yeah yeah I, I love it so much you get you know you get so every zombie if you're playing the game on anything other than easy mode every mm. zombie is a challenge every yeah. time you see a zombie you're like right fuck what ammo have i got mm. am i am i like bad health do i have a do i have a secondary uh, weapon you know and then you kind of like you miss like two or three mm. headshots and you think fuck i've just yeah. wasted three bullets on this zombie and i hadn't even and he's gotten closer yet. at that point and now he's close <laughs> yeah and and like i have been killed by one zombie mm. you know and you know sometimes i'll be in a room and take out like four of them yeah it just you know you've got to have your game plan and kind of um and, and I love how it does put you into scenarios where it just completely screws you. There's in the, mm. in the lab, there's this kind of one room where there's these four zombies that are lying there playing dead and you can kind of shoot them and stir them and, and kill them. But I, I, I yeah. tend to not like to do that because I kind of like, Oh, I want to see how you're going to fuck me with this. Like what what's going to happen? <laughs> and then two liquors break into the room and all four zombies wake yeah. up and, yeah, you just get wrecked, and I was—I just got completely yeah, wrecked. And I was like, hell. "Wow, okay, time to mm. grenade these zombies and just blow them all up in one hit while they're still playing dead, and then take them out." And it's just like that sort of thing is super fun. I think um, definitely, you know, playing—you know—I beat the game now as well, and kind of the, this—you do forget how much, how like little of the overall story you get from this one game because obviously you know having played all the games as many times as we have we now we know that overall story so well we know leon's full journey we know claire's we know the whole thing and and this is a you get very small snippets of it and even even characters like birkin mm. you get so much of his actual story in like resident evil zero for example you know and so you, it is kind of interesting that this is quite light but i feel like yeah. this is also a great entry point for people it was both of our entry points to the series um resident evil 2 was the first resident evil game that i beat and kind of went back to one and mm. kind of like it is a good entry point for that reason um and yeah when you're actually playing the game the the way that they have 
the um you know the, the camera and the the way that you aim and and shoot the enemies just is it works so well and it kind of it isn't uh, they always talked about the old resident evil games you know the original resident evil 2 was so difficult because of that over the shoulder camera and restrictive um aiming stances so you kind of really had to wait for the zombie to get close to do a shotgun headshot and that sort of thing um and it mm. was always said that like that's what made those games scary and i think that's the biggest compliment i can give capcom that they took that frustration restriction away and still kept the game terrifying um is crazy good and i'm so happy with that because those controls back in the day like i say they, they definitely added to the horror because you're like jesus christ like the zombies is like i know he's in gonna appear in the camera soon but i don't know when and get the shotgun holding up just like at nothing and then the second you see like a the frame just changes you just blow the zombie's head off you know that was fun but that's not fun in 2019 and kind of the way they've evolved this game and, and yet yeah it, it's terrifying like when I'm playing it, you do mm. feel like if you've played it for a couple of hours, you feel tense after it. You feel like you've been through a horror movie, which, you know, I, you definitely got in in seven as well. Um, mm. But like first person is a very oh, different yeah. style of game and it, and it leads to being scared more. Like this is the most scared I've been like in a Resident Evil game, you know, apart from seven. Um, you know, and because this, you know, because of the perspective, I think that's that's important to say. Because four, you know, is is the game that everyone um, talks about in the franchise. But like, zombies weren't a challenge in four. You you could line them up and pop them down, and you never really felt scared. You, you'd have kind of moments, but you play that game because it's just awesome and well crafted and something new. But then, like, to actually get the the horror and yeah, like every time I saw a liquor. I was just like, Jesus Christ, how am I how am I gonna tackle this bad boy? I love how like um, overpowered they are. Like they're so yeah. they're by far the hardest enemy to face in the game. Because yeah. obviously you got the zombies, you got dogs, and obviously boss fights don't really count. And, the and then like zombies. Mr. X is a is a different thing. Yeah, the plant zombies can be absolute bastards as mm -hmm. well. Um but lickers are just a joke because they move so quickly, so you have to get them when they're standing still, really, because otherwise it's so hard to try and hit them. Um, do you do you walk around the lickers sometimes? I've only just now like done that on one of my most recent playthroughs yeah, um i, I never so really did that before yeah um i, I was always I just uh, i would throw a flash grenade and then just spam, try and spam her through <laughs> shots you know while they're fun yeah um because some of the rooms like especially on hardcore when you first go into the um the, the car park like basement area mm. and you have to go through that one room there's like four liquors in that area and it's just a joke yeah you can just walk through them yeah i know and it's fantastic but it's yeah. kind of like um it, it it reminds me of like the scene from like Tremors two, where mm. where like if they, they kind of have their tongues and if they do touch you, that they, they, they'll then attack. Yeah. So you, so you have to like negotiate them and to try to walked, figure out. I walked out, around yeah. the corner and he, I walked into him and then he yeah. attacked me. And I was like, there dude, was, I didn't make a sound. And I was like, well, okay. To be fair, I did literally them, touch this liquor. Yeah, there was one of them on the ceiling and he like let his tongue down and like licked my head <laughs> and then I was like, oh shit. <laughs> He's got to run. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, and I think that's the the, the most amazing thing about this game, like yeah. I said, is the fact that they've managed to adapt it to a modern gameplay style and then somehow still make it terrifying. Because like I say, everyone said yeah. that that's not what you could do. It could never be done. Like, oh, the reason why the old Resident Evil games were so good and were so scary was because of the controls. And yes, that was part mm. of it. But they've proven now that it can be an incredibly fun game to play. But with the use of ammo scarcity, with the use of kind of this amazing kind of like Metroid-style map where you're unlocking areas and backtracking 
tracking and and obviously you you think you know the layout but then every time you kind of get a key item and go to a place you think safe they'll just drop one more enemy on you and i think that's so clever i'm gonna say that's the thing that's exciting you clear a place out and then you go back there and there's a bloody liquor there or the second playthrough i was like oh there's a liquor there later i'm not going to take these zombies out so then i had zombies and a liquor yeah um and the liquor took took out a zombie it like decapitated a zombie yeah yeah it decapitated a zombie um, the liquors <laughs> just attack anything so it was quite useful having the zombie there because it was kind of like a distraction yeah i always wanted to know um, if mr x would do the same whether he would like punch zombies or whatever i guess he would only do it if he's trying to punch you and yeah there's a zombie i think range. with him if the npc's like in the way he'll he'll like spam him out of the way but he won't mm. go for him whereas the liquor seemed to go for this zombie like i don't know whether they just <laughs> had beef but he went for this zombie yeah like i guess like going real granular in it what, what do you think of the the trophy list because obviously you're going deep into the crazy playthroughs and stuff right now because um yeah i hadn't looked at the trophy list and playing the game one of the most satisfying things was the first time you fight mr x and i shot him and his mm. hat flew off and a trophy popped and i was like yeah. hell yes yeah. great trophy um yeah but overall I, I think the i think the trophy list is fantastic um i think it gives you a reason to yeah. keep playing it i think that's why that i've obviously once i finished like my, my standard four playthroughs of kind of leon and claire a and b then it was like okay what would i actually do you know because that is the game i've seen all the game at that point um mm. and it was the trophies that made me want to s rank normal and then play through hardcore and now i'm playing through the kind of the miscellaneous runs um I love it. I think the challenges are great in the game. The fact you unlock this like cool models and concept art. Um, and I, I like you say, I, I love all that stuff. Like, I think it's really, really good that they like seven was the same as well, where they had a great reason to keep playing the game. Um, and yeah, I just want to keep playing this game forever. Yeah. Well, well remake, you know, um, of the first game was mm. also like that. Like it had a, you know, it had a really good, list for the hardcore fan you had to know that game inside and out to get the platinum mm. and that's the same with this one um so yeah i do enjoy that um i think i, I would have liked kind of um a couple of more like challenge based ones like you say maybe maybe have something in fourth survivor or something in this where it's kind of like you know like so many handgun kills and that sort of thing or like only use the handgun or only use this or something mm. because a couple of them the, the steps one i find a little bit uninspiring any and even the the item box it's just kind of yeah. restrictive for no reason the the, the the health one makes sense because that's like an actual challenge the the quite, item box quite, one yeah i quite like really... the item box just because it's the fact that it completely changes the way you play yeah um, i mean so I, 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 I haven't done it yeah i wonder if that would because i know because because having played through the original ones um the the health one definitely changes the way you play and i guess yeah you're right because mm. you have to then think like do i pick this weapon up you know and, and that sort of thing because yeah. you won't be able to carry all the weapons so you have to decide which ones you want and mm. you know then that sort of thing so so yeah i do i do give it props for that definitely the steps one is the only pointless one because that basically comes under speed running which you have to do anyway to yeah. s rank so it is pointless. you have to speed run twice anyway yeah, yeah exactly um, so it's it's so good i mean would you do you do you think they're going to do like resident evil 3 now after this yeah I think, because Capcom already, did you see the tweet they put out? No, I don't think so. I think they put a tweet out, or like someone really high up Capcom was quoted, they did Twitter rounds, but it was basically saying like, they asked someone high up at Capcom, like, are you going to do three? And he was basically like, well, the fans 
made to like the the overwatch the, you know mm. the fans asked for it and asked for it and we made it so if the fans do the same for three then we'll do it um i think it's an absolute no-brainer because i think um mm. three is you know seeing what they've done with two i feel like they've already got the perfect engine because because two and three are very similar games in in gameplay and everything else and style mm. So I feel like now they have the engine, they they obviously, you know, that that's a big chunk of it and kind of you've got so much of it already. Um mm. and yeah, just just to have like Nemesis looking incredible, like I it, it would be my most anticipated game, like if it came out, because I love three so much. Like Yeah, three is amazing. Three like I and what you were saying a minute ago about the kind of the honk and tofu, which is like a yeah. fun mode. I think what Free started with Mercenaries yeah. was, oh, I fucking loved Mercenaries, Mercenaries man. It was so, so good. good. Yeah. And I would love to have a modern version of that because that is something that you can keep playing over and over again and was super mm. enjoyable. Um, like I say, that the story of Free is incredible. Yeah. And yeah, the nemesis and the choices, like all that stuff. You want stars? Just I'll good. give you stars. Oh, it's an incredible yeah. game. Like, I almost wish they could go back and redo one again, but I just, I don't think that's going to happen. There's no need to point. go um, redo one, though. One is incredible. Like, one looks incredible. Yeah. It doesn't play quite as good as we now know that two can do, but it still plays really well. Yeah. Like, you've probably not played the PS4 one that much, but it's. it's well, I, and I beat it. It was just like. It's, it's real good. It's, it's, it's really nice. Yeah. And, and when they did it at the time, it was ridiculous. But, like, now what they've done with two is just, this is a completely other level. You know, this. Yeah. That, that <laughs> one kind of a, a kind of a remake and an almost a remaster whereas this is like this is a new yeah. game you know this is basically nothing like resident evil 2 um but yeah have you, have you seen some of the um easter eggs in this game um i don't know maybe because I don't, I don't want to spoil any but did you i don't know if you saw the brad vickers one um i heard about it i, I don't think i saw it yet what what is it because that that one was fantastic because obviously we talk mm. about that where you know he you know if you go under the yeah the kind of what is it down the stairs on the back of the police station you you'll see the zombified brad vickers um, yeah and obviously that is where you start your b run in in this game um yeah in, you know, in the little safe room there's like a poster on the wall and it's recruitment for the rpd and it's brad vickers is on the poster ah, right um, yeah. like the main guy that's like sign up today so like he is still there in the same yeah. place he's just not as yeah. anymore <laughs> um but there's tons of little ones that i don't want to spoil but that was like my favorite one i was like oh that's so super cool but there's there's loads of great references to like other games there's some resident evil 7 references which was really nice as well um but yeah it's it's fantastic they, they just they put so much love into it i'm so glad that it's been well received i'm so glad that it's fantastic um seems to have sold well and i'm just so happy mm. the last two resident evil games are amazing as well <laughs> that's what i mean i think like it's it's as it's done so well, I just because I feel like you know the the next logical step has to be three. Yeah, because I mean, it's you, three you or do, eight, isn't it? Like well, I don't know what else. You do. Exactly, but I just think like where do you go with eight? You know, w- what do you continue? Like, mm. do do you continue what you did with seven, i.e., a, a, a brand new thing? Do you continue seven? Do you? try to rewrite rewrite six do you put wesker in it like what what the hell do you do whereas three it's just like well you've got it you got it sorted because you know you remake three you potentially remake veronica then you're like well i guess now we've remade everything and everything else is quite current now now we're gonna have to try to do something else with the franchise but you've got two games already that you can remake that that you know especially three is just it's calling out for it so much i'd love them both three Mm. and veronica 
Oh yeah, me too. That'd be so fantastic. But yeah, that, if they if they announce it like they did with two, where it's like, yeah, we're we're we're, we're remaking three. I'll just be so happy, man. Because uh-huh. like I say, that that is definitely the one of all the old ones I played the most. And yeah, it was it was such a good goddamn good game. I would love to see it again. Um, yeah, because in my mind, I kind of thought that three was short in yeah. comparison to the other two, but I don't think it was. I think that we just rinsed through it and got real good at it because, like, obviously, well, two, it, is, it is definitely shorter. Yeah, I think just just the thing with two that is it works well, but like you just replace so much of the same. Yeah, game. exactly. You know, is there's a lot of filler in two, whereas three exactly. has no filler. So that's exactly. the only difference. Because really. one, you know, this once I was speed running one, I was beating it in under three hours. Yeah like comfortably you know and so and then that's like one of the scenarios in this so i feel like three is that sort of length and it's perfect mm. like i can't imagine it takes a crazy amount of time i feel like a lot of the time on this was getting the engine right and like like we said they've nailed that and so it's, it's done now yeah, because yeah, it's kind of unbelievable, crossed. really. This is the the first kind of third person game they've done, and how it it works so well. Because mm. we knew that the graphics were amazing. Like Seven looked beautiful, and this game again, the the way the zombies look, the light in, like the shadows, everything, the sound design in this game is like on another level, and it's one of the main reasons why the game's so goddamn terrifying. Um, like the actual police station does feel like a multi kind of flawed building it isn't just this hollowed out thing that you're in um you know you can hear a zombie like from the other end of the of the building or you know you can hear mr x walking on the floorboards above you oh mr x is such a dick like all of that all of that sound design is just perfect and yeah like the fact that they've nailed all that like you say and they they already know kind of the story the character models it's not like you're coming up with anything kind of a new you know, ideas, mm. you know, you don't have to hire like a script Brian team or anything like that. It's just purely making the game. So I, uh, yeah, I just think awesome. I can't believe because I never could. How could I start that?